This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 246 of Youpreneur FM, the weekly podcast where we share proven practical strategies and insights on how to build a successful business based around your personal brand and the people that you want to help the most. Oh, it's a real pleasure to be with you today. I got to be honest with you, I'm feeling really great about everything right now. Uh, everything with the community and the way that we've grown over the last couple of months or so, the feedback that I'm getting from our members and from you guys, the listeners of the show as well. Oh, and by the way, if you've left a review recently, thank you so much. If you haven't, you can go to chrisducker.com forward slash iTunes to do that. It would be fantastic to hear from you. Today on the show, Jeff Rose is in the house. Uh, we talk all about how, honestly, building a personal brand for him changed literally everything when it comes to his business model. It's a great chat. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our acceleration training library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums. And you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com forward slash mastermind today for more info. So Jeff and myself have known each other for a while. Um, and what I love about him is that everything he does when it comes to his personal brand, when it comes to his business in general, has just got class written all over it. Um, now, this interview actually was recorded a while ago, and it's actually one of our Youpreneur Chit Chat interviews. Now, these are exclusive video interviews that I do with successful personal brand entrepreneurs that are then gone ahead and actually published inside of the Youpreneur Mastermind community. So a little bit of a sneak peek, a little bit of a preview for you in case you're thinking about joining us on the inside. It's a fantastic conversation with Jeff. You're going to pick up so much in regards to what separated his blog from his competition when he first started blogging um, and, and, and uh, how actually I've challenged him to go ahead and promote his own content as well. That's a fun part. And there's so much more in regards to how Jeff created content around search words when he first got going to really get some serious traction on people finding him online and all the rest of it. And we also talk about a whole lot more as well. I know you're going to enjoy it. Here's myself and Jeff in this exclusive Youpreneur community chit chat. Enjoy. Hey, what's up there, my fellow Youpreneurs? Welcome back to another expert chit chat. Chit chat. Jeff Rose is in the house. You see, I'm getting very close. This, is very, this is very close proximity right here. And there's no 
alcohol involved or anything. I'm just happy to see you. Yeah, man. Genuinely. So um, I wanted you to come on this month and to chat with us about what you've done at goodfinancialsense.com because you're a personal brand business personified in my mind, right? You build a brand around your expertise, your experience, your personality, your focuses, what you believe is right and wrong and all the rest of it. And now your clients are not only following you, subscribing to you, but they're buying from you, they're sharing you, and they're doing all this other stuff, right? So take us back a little bit before, you know, this is the journey, mm-hmm. okay? The journey. Right. All right. Where did it start? Where did goodfinancialsense.com come from? So at that point, I've been a financial advisor for about five years. Okay. And so this is uh, coming to about 2008, so Twitter was just brand new. Uh, I remember reading a trade magazine saying how you need to start a blog. And at the time, I read the article. You're like, what's a blog? Exactly. (laughs) I immediately thought a blog meant MySpace. Okay, interesting. That's what I, and so when I read that, I'm like, I need to figure out what a blog was. So when I figured out that a blog is not MySpace and really what it was, I was gonna, I went all in. I'm like, I'm gonna figure this thing out. So I started a blog, got it going. Was writing some articles that were just. Now, how long ago was this? So this would have been about uh, 2008. Wow. Okay. So it's a while. See, I started in 2010, and I I class myself as a dinosaur <laughs> in this world. Right. So 2008. Okay. Great. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. So the blog officially launched uh, July of 2008. Uh, as you mentioned, Good Financial Sense. Dot com financialsense.com was already taken that's why i went with good <laughs> well it's better than bad bad yeah bad financial <laughs> <Right>? sense <laughs> and uh that's really where the journey began and it was learning on my own like there there wasn't youpreneur you know there wasn't a lot of blogging courses there wasn't anything out there really i mean yeah. there was a few tutorials but not a lot but sometimes learning as you go on like even actually when i started in 2010 there was a few bits and pieces out there a few people to follow and whatnot but i never felt, I never felt like somebody had my back. Like there was somebody that I could truly learn the craft from. So right. I guess like you, I just learned on my own. It's yeah. just self-taught. Yeah, and that's what everybody did for the most part. Until you finally maybe got plugged into a few circles. Yes. But that usually took a while and being yes. consistent and linking out, sharing their content, you know, just engaging. But uh, for the first year, I mean, it was, I was like in this black hole, yeah. you know, trying to figure it out. And at the time, I felt the niche. So I'm a certified financial planner. In the States, there's only there's about 60,000 of us right now. So whenever I first did the research and went online, Googled certified financial planner blogs, I found about five in the entire country. So there's so I thought, a bit of a gap. Oh, Let's grab a hold so of I it. Thought, yeah. right? and so I thought, yeah. And I looked at them, and actually of those five, only maybe two or three were actually blogging consistently. Mm. Uh, so I thought, this is, I don't know if this is a niche per se, but this, the closest I ever got to finding one so I just basically made the commitment that right then and there, like I'm going to have the best certified financial planner blog like in the country. And I just remember saying, even though I didn't know how I was gonna do it, <laughs> but I was determined to figure it out. I love the focus, okay. And a lot of the content in the beginning was much more general. Uh, I was- Define general in your, uh, I, I, I'm not just necessarily attached to your niche, but what would we class as general content? So general B, it was just stating the facts. It was almost like I was my own Wikipedia. Right. Where I was just giving the definition of certain terms. Okay. Versus really focusing on how that relates to me or my audience or a personal story that rallied around that. I'm with you. 
So I was very much more factual based. Like I was going to give specific investing terms like a 401k. What is a 401k and how much can you put into it? Okay. So, so stuff that people would go to Google. Correct. And actually type in like, how, what is a 401k yeah. and how much can I put into it? Correct. And then your blog post, because you were writing before pretty much everyone else in the industry, yeah. would hopefully pop up. Yeah. To the top of the list. Okay. Yeah. So that was really like the angle in the beginning. And then really just uh, meeting, connecting with other personal finance bloggers and realizing the power of including your story or including stories in those. Like that was like a really big changer for me and how I approached that content. Mm. But still, it was, I just want to keep pushing out content, pushing out content, like throwing spaghetti against the wall, hoping something stuck. Uh, some of it, a lot of it didn't, but enough of it did. Right. That kept me the momentum and kept me going. Now, this is all post the military career correct right so tell us a little bit about i'm i'm, I'm always curious on backstory see i'm rolling up my sleeve when i say the word military here everybody um but no i mean you you did what was it two tours just one tour so i was, okay. in, uh, I was in the army national guard for nine years and then uh, included deployment to iraq back in 2005 for 17 months and so you're there you were actually like were you on the front line, so to speak? Yeah, we were uh, running missions out of uh, the green zone down in middle Baghdad, right when all the fun stuff was happening. So you're dodging bullets, you're dodging bombs. I, I like, yeah, like, like you're in it, you're yeah. in it. And you're thinking at the same time, when I get back, I'm gonna give my wife and kids a big kiss and I'm gonna start a financial break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I just can't wait to get back home. Yeah. Uh, but no, but I mean like, when you, when you were out there and you were doing what you were doing and everything, obviously it's dangerous stuff. Like, did you, I'm just curious really just from a friend perspective, because Jeff and I have been friends for what, five years now or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Like, were you out there doing what you were doing? Were you thinking to yourself, man, when I get home, I'm gonna do this, 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 and this. Or was it just really just, I gotta stay the hell alive? I mean, what was the focus? Man, um, now, now you're going old school, trying to remember those memories. Um, so this was before we had kids. So, right. you know, my wife, Maddie Oh, hang on, it was before you had kids? Before we had kids, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, yes, it would be. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, based on their ages, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'm back. Mandy and I had just got married before we left. So a lot of the conversations were like how we were going to start our life together. I mean, that's all I could, that's all we could talk about. Right. You know, like what we were going to do when we got back and goals we had and things we wanted to do. And um, that's what kept me going. Yeah. Because I, with the missions that we were running, I couldn't share a lot of that with her. No, of course not. You know, so it was, she had to update me on her day and I couldn't really share what happened to my day other than maybe funny stuff or just things I could share. Right. But it was like, it was hard, you know, because yeah. you want to tell her stuff, but you of know, course. you don't want to. Scare, you don't right. scare her out. Maybe some some of the things that you just can't talk about. You're not yeah. allowed to talk about or whatever. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you get back after doing what you were doing over there, and uh, and I always say, you know, even though I'm a Brit, I always say the American military, thank you for your service, sir, because you bailed us out a, what, a few times <laughs> back in the history and everything. But I think anybody that puts that level of commitment into doing something for their country deserves respect outright. So thank you for that. But here's the thing: you get back, you set up the blog. And um, you decide to, what, start taking it a little bit more seriously? It's um, not knowing what the heck I was doing. <laughs> uh, you know, I was happy when I had 10 people come to the site that day. And then also- Other than family members. Other, right. No, actually no family members didn't even come. So <laughs> they didn't even, like, my mom don't think she even knows I have a boy. What is he doing exactly? <laughs> right. right, okay. Yeah, and then, um, <laughs> and it was fun just discovering other, other bloggers inside our, our niche, outside our niche, and just seeing how they were doing it. Mm -hmm. And for me, talking about like personal branding, 
what really separated me, especially from all the personal finance bloggers and the financial planners out there, was I was one of the first that I can recall personal finance bloggers that actually incorporated video. Okay. You know, into doing YouTube videos. And it's a big part of your brand now. It is now. And we'll, we'll fast forward in a minute because you're doing some great stuff with it. So, okay, you get started with it. Yeah, so that, and I got so much feedback because, especially from financial planners, because the common uh, stereotype of most financial planners are um, they have a similar hairline as you do. Uh, <laughs> a sexy one. A sexy one. Is what he's trying to say. You know, yeah. but usually the personal or financial advisor, 55 plus. Right, right, right. Aging. Like that's what most people think. <laughs> You're about. making me feel so good right yeah, now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So, but that's right. I mean, you stood out. You're a younger guy. So here I come on. look like the rock, you know, military guy. I'm in <laughs> right. shape. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, I was just a different persona that most people expected to see as a financial planner. Right. So that, that really helped, I think, elevate me and put me like this on the map when people mm -hmm. sort of, oh yeah, you're the guy that does the videos and they're, you know, they're funny videos and because uh, just a lot, not a lot of people were taking that chance or risk of putting themselves out there. And then a few years ago, the book deal comes along. Tell them the title of the book is I love it. Soldier of Finance. Because, so good. <laughs> because why not? Why not? Um, and I mean, it did well. The book did well. Yeah. And it also helped open up a lot of the different doors for you to other opportunities. Like right now, you're on pretty major TV channel. Yeah, I've, um, I was able to do, just recently, it was a deal with uh, time.com uh, with money and also uh, sponsored by State Farm. Just like a very cool like video, uh, uh, video series. Right. You know, flew me to New York. I was basically like a paid actor. That's insane. Like reciting lines and everything. And now, did you have any? Did you have any say in what you said, or did you just turn up and do your thing? Um, so we were meeting with uh, real people, um, and they had their certain situations. It was from, from newlyweds to older couples that were on the process. Of okay. On the process of retiring, so it was their situation, and I basically just come in and do what I do. You know, meet with them, give them my thoughts and tips and tell them what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. It's like the financial version of the profit. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So I, I, it, fit, it met my personality because I didn't, I was scared doing these things because like, are they going to make me say something I don't want to say? Mm -hmm. But they're like, no, you do what you do. We're just going to hit record. Right. And how many did you, how many shows did you record? It was six, six shows. Is it going to be a second season? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Possibly. I wish you luck with it. Yeah. All right. Let's rewind a little bit. So um, I had a feeling this conversation was going to go all over the place, but it's good because you got a lot cooking. I like it. So, okay. So you start getting a little bit more traction on the blog. Then what happens? Where's your mindset shift to start taking this a little bit more seriously? Yeah, I think so. The first one of the first goals I set out to, well, funny goal was when I went to Google and typed in Jeff Rose, <laughs> it wasn't me. Okay. Uh, there was a Jeff Rose, uh, Jeff Rose, the actor who lives out, of, he's based out of Atlanta, Georgia. And then you had Jeff Rose, this guy who makes golf polos, uh, polo shirts. Okay. And then I was like on page two. Okay. Or maybe three, I don't even know. So I thought, I need to, I need to own my name. <laughs> uh, JeffRose.com was taken at the time. So uh, I set out to the rank for Jeff Rose. Then I thought, you know, if somebody needs a financial advisor and they don't know who Jeff Rose is, they're probably going to not type in Jeff Rose. Right. So I set out to rank for very specific keywords, like financial okay. planner, financial planner, Illinois, the state I, I live in. So I accomplished that. Then I started thinking, what are the search terms that people are looking for whenever they're looking for a financial planner? You know, so how to retire with a 401k or how much life insurance should you buy? How much to save for your kid's college? So I basically just started producing content around that. Based around that. And really set out to like, okay, then it's like you start thinking of all the questions that I would get asked 
you know, from my clients. And yeah, and that was just realizing my God, that's a lot of content. Not only that, but what I love about this more than anything else, dude, is that it's the long game that you're playing here. Creating this content, knowing that you're going to rank for it, it ain't going to happen tomorrow. It might be three months, it might be six months, it might be a year until you start ranking properly. But like the fact that you're playing that long game in the niche in the industry is a turn on. And it's what I always say to our members is that it's the long game, regardless of what industry or niche you're in. You should always be looking to play the long game with your content. It's not just about going viral. Yeah. It's about serving over and over and over and over again for a long period of time. Yeah. I love that. One of the coolest, I think, strategic byproducts of doing that that I didn't realize it. You know, they always say, if you know something, oh, like, oh, I wrote the book on it. You know, well, you wrote a book. I wrote a book, but a lot right. of people haven't wrote a book yet. Right. But before I wrote a book, if somebody had a question about a specific thing that I had wrote in my blog about, they go, oh, hey, I actually wrote about that. Go here. There you go. And even though it was my article published on my blog, it immediately made me the expert yes. because I wrote it. Yes. Even though it wasn't published on some Forbes or CNBC, right, right, right. but yeah, and that was something I didn't really quite expect, but it felt so cool to be like, oh yeah, I actually wrote something on that. Here you go, check it out. So all this time that you were growing this, obviously you were still doing client work and all the rest of it, and you still do it to this day. But when did what was the like? When did you decide to yourself like this actually could move the needle for me? You know what I mean? Like beyond the content, this could actually move that financial needle to step beyond just getting clients. Because it has, it's opened so many doors. Like, what was that? Was there one thing? Was there one little catalyst? Oh my goodness, I'm trying to think of, I think probably the, the and I'm, if we're talking about revenue and, and the, the blog itself being a revenue generator, yep. a side of the practice, it wasn't until I connected with a fellow personal finance blogger who somehow we'd met, he actually was deployed the same time I was, so he was in the Air Force. Ah, okay. So like that was our immediate connection. And then we had emailed back and forth a few times and we finally got on the phone and talked and and he shared with me like how much he was making from his blog. He was still working a full-time job, and he had two blogs he was running, and he shared with me that he was making $30,000 a month from his sites. And I remember I was driving at the time. Hands-free wasn't as a big deal then, but right. so I remember I was driving, and I, I think I jerked the wheel. <laughs> because at that point in time, I was oblivious to people making money from their websites. Right. Like it's just like, you, you wait, what? What year are we talking here? So this would have been 2009-ish. Okay, so you've been going a year and a half, maybe two and years. All, I was so focused, I, I was tunnel vision, I want more clients, more clients, more clients. Right, because that was all you knew. That's all I knew. Right. Yeah, you only know what you know. That's <laughs> right. And so um, you avoided a, 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 a near-end collision, <laughs> right. and yeah. then went back home and said to Mandy, hey, I got this great idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just started off easy. I mean, Google AdSense was the easiest way to monetize, because I didn't know what it was. And it's right. instant. Yeah, an instant. Pretty so much, yeah. That was kind of my entry into monetizing the blog, and um, that has just grown significantly now. And so let's break this down. You don't have a problem talking about finances, which is good. Some people do. Um, so how are you making your money today? With your brand, the way you've built it, what are you doing today? So if, if we saw like a pie, <laughs> give us the pie. The pie. Um, so I have my financial planning practice. Okay. Which is... Um, is that still the lion's share? Nope. Uh, last year was the first year that my online revenue surpassed I my love financial that. planning practice. And like that was... It's a good. sweet feeling. Sweet feeling. Amazing right. feeling. Right. Uh, this year, the online revenue is almost uh, should double. Now... Is that because, and, I've, and I'm still seeing growth with the financial planning. I was gonna well. say, like, where are we at? Like, have you pulled back 
so on the financial planning or the uh, revenue from the financial planning practice this year we will we're actually going to see about 40 percent growth in there and then even and with that i'm going to double that with my online revenue which is okay. about a 300 percent increase from the online what revenue it was last year. year yeah wow so what, what have you done um how's it how's it been made possible so the big th oh actually I, I had to say this though because one of my big strides this year with the financial planning practice was i wanted to remove myself Okay. And I've been wanting to work from home more, so I hired an associate advisor two years ago, and I was really setting out to be the virtual CEO. <laughs> Throwback, right? I love it. And, and I kept thinking about this, like, I want to become, like, the virtual financial advisor that actually runs a successful practice, being at my home or location independent. Yep. Um, we got four kids, so we don't do a lot of traveling, you know, with the kids, but I just didn't want to be tied down to the office. But no, but that flexibility to not have to go to the office to get work done, to not have to go to the office to have meetings or see clients or something like that, it's gold. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's been huge. Hiring, just a, strate a strategic hire to get that person in, so offload some of that. Did have to train him at the beginning, so there was a lot of time put in uh, about a year and a half ago. Yeah, you got to onboard. You yeah, have got to onboard. Yeah. You know, it, it sucks. You don't want to do it. So yeah, I went from working 20, 30 hours a week to working 50 hours a week for about three to four months, five mm -hmm. months, maybe longer, I forget. Mm -hmm. But now, last week, I was in the office. I'm not making this up. Four hours. Nice. <laughs> so I had a four-hour work week. Uh, so that was fun. Um, Let's see if you can do it every week before know, you start getting too excited. Uh, right. But so I will say this: I, I made a goal last year. At the end of the about the fall of last year, I said I'm not going to. I want to make a goal that I'm not in the office for more than 16 hours a week. So nice. two days nice. was my goal. By the end of the year, my average was 12 hours a week. So nice. I have my assistant tracks my time, reports it. This year, my goal was eight hours, and right now I'm averaging about 7.87 hours per week. I love the way you can tell he's a financial dude. <laughs> 7.87, right? Yeah. That's great. So that is. So, what have you done? So, I, I need to know this, and so does everybody else. Yeah. What have you done to actually grow that online earnings? The, what things, exact things have you done? The biggest thing was I, I brought on some strategic partners. So, my unique ability was I have some great ideas as far as creating content, like I'm good on doing video, like that's, that's what I, I, I thrive at. Mm -hmm. But when it came to trying to monetize the traffic that we have coming in, I just, I, I could throw up some ads, we have some affiliate relationships, but I wouldn't take the time to analyze, hey, you have this post, that if you put this affiliate in this post or near the top of the post, I mean, you could probably see it triple, quadruple your conversions. So you had to bring in somebody else to right. discover these little holes, I guess, that needed to be plugged in that would ultimately increase the revenue. Absolutely. Have you created products, services? So the last year or this, this year was the first time, finally, that I created my first course. Uh, this was- Why did it take so long? Let's deep dive a little. Yeah, I'm no. I'm curious. I've struggled. I, I can remember we are, I don't, you've, we're at FinCon right now, the Financial Bloggers Conference. Yeah, they know I batched these okay. together. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, productive. Like one that. of the first ones uh, that we uh, were Meet SETI, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Mm -hmm. He spoke, and I remember he was talking about his Earn 1K course back at the time. And I remember I left that FinCon saying, I'm going to create something. I want to create a course. That's five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'd struggled trying to figure out what it was. And, and there is some compliance issues being a financial advisor and investing things that I can release. So I think that was kind of a struggle, mm -hmm. but I don't know, I just couldn't figure it out. And then it wasn't until, uh, I was actually talking to a buddy of ours, Grant Baldwin. And uh, he's like, I, was, I had these ideas what I wanted to do. And he's like, what, what do you need to ask the most? I'm like, well, financial advisors. 
ask me all the time, like how you do your online marketing, how you do your blog. And it wasn't something I was like super passionate about. And to be, to be honest, like it's not something I'm still super passionate about. Right. But I knew that if I wanted to get that off, just get just get it done. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Get the course out there, get it done. And you're helping people, you're serving people. Yeah. You're and solving it, problems. So that, uh, I uh, had a very small email list, about 180 financial advisors. Emailed them out, said, hey, here's my idea. Here's what I'm thinking about creating. Here's like the outline. Uh, gave them like a beta, like a beta course price. And uh, we had 24 people come in at 497. And that was, that was for the idea. And then it took me four months to create it. And then we opened it up and doing webinars, doing that fun stuff to promote it. And it's, uh, it's $2,500 for the course. And uh, now we have about 60 members in so far this year. And you're consistently marketing it all the time because the beautiful thing with a niche like this is that every year yeah. there's new certified you know, yeah. planners that come out of it, yeah. right? And there's just people, um, and there's, when I went to the, the space to see like what other courses are, are for financial advisors on online marketing, the only ones that I found are made by marketers. Right. You know, marketers that want to, which I'm yeah. sure it's great information. And they or, get it, but yeah. they don't get it as much but as somebody not. that's... I'm the only right now that I've found the financial advisor that has done it, that is still doing it, that also is showing people how to do it. You know, we have some financial advisors inside of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to totally steal your ideas now. The original when you're stealing, though. Remember that. That's right. Um, so, okay. So where do you sort of see, I mean, as you, so I, I love this, I love this, because there's a lot of people in, very seriously inside the group that are, you know, they're, they're a coach or an advisor or whatever it is within a niche. We've got, you know, uh, life coaches, we've got health and wellness coaches, we've got, you know, personal trainers, all these types of people that are serving other people just like them yeah. within their niches. And the fact that here you are just doing something that they've just asked for. And I often say that all you've got to do is learn how to serve your audience. Just freaking listen to them. People don't listen to their audience enough. These guys cried out for it over and over and over again, and you eventually caved in. Right. Even though you weren't like crazy passionate about it. Yeah. And here you are making money every month because of it. Yeah. That's great. Where do you see things now developing with your personal brand going forward? I hope you still carry on with the video. and, and There's a podcast as well, right? Yeah, I do have a podcast. I'll be, I don't promote the podcast. Um, I do it just because everybody else does it. But I recognize that video is where I need to do more of. So do you think if you were to dump the podcast, A, would it hurt your business? And B, could that mean that you could spend more time on video, which you enjoy doing, that probably moves the needle more for you? Possibly. Um, I'm starting to coach the coach I now. know. <laughs> One thing that I am testing, um, so I'm actually trying to uh, increase, I am still trying to increase my financial planning practice. Um, I'm going to uh, sell some equity to my, my associate advisor. So I'm trying to increase the value of that as well. And also too, with all the online traffic that we have, that come, all the leads that come in, mm -hmm. it's me. Yeah. Right? So when they arrange an appointment and talk to him, they're like, wait, who's, who's he? Right, right, right. <laughs> and we've done webinars together and he's actually presented more, more of the material, so that's helped out a lot. But, uh, so I'm actually bringing him on the podcast. And we're gonna test it out for about, we said, let's try it out for three months. Right. We're gonna do it like one a week, you and I, you, you, but you create the topics, and then we'll just hit record 30 minutes, and then batch it off to a you're done. done. Yeah, so we're gonna test it out. That'll put him that. a little bit more front and center. And, and my, Commitment to him was, uh, I'm going to promote it more. Um, I, I'm a horrible promoter. I don't know why that is. Let's talk about that. Why, why, I mean, you say you don't know why it is, but deep down you might do. I, Let me push you a bit. Yeah, no, I think it's always, I always feel like I don't want 
too pushy, too, oh, look at me, I've done this. Um, but if your stuff's good, dude. I know, I know. It's, and your it's stuff a is lim- good. It's a limiting belief. Um, I know that. And uh, I, I'm getting better. <laughs> I challenge you sincerely from one friend to another. I challenge you to say to yourself, in the next 30 days, I'm going to do two things every day, including weekends, to promote my content. Not market it promote it actually do something that will hopefully get a whole bunch of new people uh, new people looking at it whether it be paid advertising whether it be reaching out to friends asking for shares you know whatever the case may be right because for me promoting and marketing are two different animals when i think of marketing that's the long game mm-hmm. okay promoting is the short game it's where you want to see things happening quickly so for example when a new blog post comes out you hit publish it's there for the world to describe to to discover you promote that on facebook on twitter on linkedin on wherever you want to put it you promote it like for example when we publish something new at chrisducker.com we have eight tweets going out in the first 24 hours after it goes okay because that's the way that twitter works yeah. we'll put it up on facebook we'll bo- we boost every new blog post at 25 dollars and we do it in a three-day period. So we want all that traffic coming in in a short period of time. That's promotion. And then, over the long course, we'll, we'll market. So it will go into Meet Edgar, we'll put it up there, and it'll go out once every 15 days for a couple of months, and then, you know, so we go through this process of promoting in the short term, marketing in the, long, in the mid to long term, right? Okay. So I challenge you. Challenge accepted. 30 days. Just pick, go to analytics, pick your top 10 pieces of content, and just do two things every day for 30 days to push new eyeballs to there every single day. Done. Can you do that? Yeah. All right. And then report back to me okay. and let me know. And I, I want to report. <laughs> okay? okay? I want to report back because Done. I think what it is, like you said, like I'm not very good at promoting. Nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10, the reason why people think that they're not good at promoting is because they're not promoting. They're creating, they're publishing, they're marketing, but they're not promoting. There's a difference. And I think you'll find that not only do you get that initial kind of spurt coming into the, into the blog and everything else that you're doing, but then that'll actually carry on because when they're there, they're going to subscribe, they're going to click through, they might even buy product and all the rest of it. And these are eyeballs that you wouldn't usually get from right. just your regular marketing tactics. Right. Try that seriously. Okay. And you guys do that as well. You too. Actually, you guys too. Um, all right. Parting knowledge, okay, mm-hmm. from Mr. Rose. Mm-hmm. Can I call you Mr. Rose? Sure. Okay. I like it. <laughs> Mr. Rose, parting knowledge. Financial, you're a certified financial planner. You're talking to a bunch of entrepreneurs right here. What is the one thing that you feel online entrepreneurs should be focusing on when it comes to their finances above and beyond everything else? The finances. Hmm. Um, so here, this is actually somewhat counterintuitive because most traditional financial advisors say, oh, you need to invest for your retirement. If you live in the States, that's putting your 401k, IRAs and yep. whatnot, which you should totally do. And that's what I did. And I still do that to an extent. But the thing that really, I think, changed the game for me was when I recognized that the best investment is myself. Mm-hmm. And whether that was for me, like joining a coaching program. So I joined a very high-end coaching program. At the I time. know who runs it. You know, so yep. that that was the thing. Or investing into your business, whether it be, oh, I don't want to spend uh, $500 on lead pages, or I don't want to spend X amount of money for an email service provider that gives me a lot more functional, functionality that will allow me to do much more later mm-hmm. on. You know, sometimes we get a little 
uh, tightwad syndrome. And just be able to recognize. Now that can get you can get dangerous. Tight wad syndrome. <laughs> I'm so using this now. That's so good. Okay. But you have to be careful too, because I also run into online entrepreneurs that, uh, for example, I talked to an advisor who took my course and he bought Infusionsoft, was paying two or three hundred dollars a month for Infusionsoft without any email subscribers. Right. It's okay. just silly. Right. It's like go to Mailchimp. You know, you're not ready for that yet. So uh, just be recognized, you don't have to buy everything at the beginning, but don't be afraid to invest in yourself. But um, wasn't until, I mean, I can imagine this community. I mean, if something like this existed when I started, I mm -hmm. mean, my goodness, like how much more would I propelled, would have taken me two or three years to figure everything out. So I think obviously these are all in your community, but just recognizing that, man, it's good to have this. It's good oh, to yeah. have those resources. Find I wish mentors, like pay you, for mentorship. Right, like you, I wish I had it as well. When I started, um, I mean, one of the reasons why I put Youpreneur together in the first place is because when I was traveling around doing little mini mastermind sessions, I could see just how required it was to try and solve that entrepreneurial loneliness that a lot of us can get. And, and that's an emotional and a mental thing, but then also there's that action taken of when you surround yourself with great people, amazing things can happen. And we see it every single day, every week inside a community when people update their growth records and they let us know what they're doing this month, what their goals are this month, what they hit last month. You can see if you put in the time, you will get the rewards. Yeah. Um, there are some people obviously that were just happy to sit back and enjoy the content and get some ideas and that sort of type of thing. But I'm a big believer that if you're going to get anything out of any kind of community or club or society or whatever it is, the more you put in, the more you'll get out of it. Right. Yeah. Totally. I love it. All right, brother. Jeff Rose, everybody. Good, not bad, but good financial <laughs> sense with a C dot com. Yep. Love you, brother. Thanks, man. All right. And we'll be back at you again, again, with another expert chit chat next month. Until then, I'll see you in the forums. Bye for now. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind Community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind Community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com forward slash mastermind today. I'll see you on the inside.